стадиум Джункис. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Just Talk About. I am your host, Tony Lopez, and alongside me is the Saints fan, my compadre, my homie, Jeff Burtis. Jeff, we have some breaking news. I smell football coming. Jeff, 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 Jeff. The breaking news is former first rounder out of the, out of the, out of Texas Christian University, Jalen Rager has been traded to the Minnesota Vikings for a conditional 2024 fifth round pick. Tells you how much the Eagles actually gave a shit about Jalen Rager. They really did not give a Look, day. listen, you got A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith on your team. A.J. Brown, a perennial pro bowler and one of the best receivers in the league. J, uh, Devonta Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, and a better choice at receiver than Jalen Rager. What were they going to do with Rager? Like, he, he got pushed to the background. Like, it just made sense to me for them to trade him away because, look, it's just a, it's just a spot now. It's a, it's a wasted spot. I'm sorry. I'm that person. Mm. If you do not have a purpose of producing on this team, mm. we'll find a way to get rid of you. And, look, he has not put up good numbers. He has been below expectations for this team. Look, I'm not an Eagles fan. I could see it from afar, like a mile away. I knew this was coming. Now, when? I didn't know. It just makes sense to me now that they would get rid of him, send his ass to somewhere where they're not even going to be playing good football at all. And, you know, see what happens. Yeah, true. I mean, but Jalen Ray, man, how disappointing has he been? Would you say he's a bust? I wouldn't say he's a bust per se. It's just he has not been um, up to par, you know. Uh, Also, we've had our 53-man roster cuts, and there have been a few moving parts. I know... OJ Howard was cut from the Buffalo Bills and now he has been picked up by the Cincinnati Bengals. They look, any help is good help. Period. My opinion. Wow. The fact that he got cut. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Also, Sony Michelle was cut from the Miami Dolphins, is now with the Los Angeles Chargers. He's back in LA, back with a contender. Mm. Yeah. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, today, me and Jeff Burtis are here recording on August the 31st. The last football day of, the last day of August. Football wow. returns on September the 8th. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's going to be one of those seasons where 
we're going to see what happens. It's going to be great football. It's going to be one of the kind of, we know who's the top guys, but who's going to be the dark horses? Who are going to be those teams who are going to come up from behind and steal the spotlight? Because we all, we all, I think all of us feel like the Buffalo Bills are going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and I'm not bugging. I'm one of those people who think that they could be there. I also feel like Tampa has every right to be there. I feel like Green Bay has every right to be there. I feel like there's there's teams there you could see. They're on the cusp. Kansas City, fucking. Yeah. You, you you wait you wait 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 a minute. You talking Kansas City? You've been talking so down about them. You're just like because I I'm not one of the people who believe in them, but everybody else does. I don't care that they didn't really make a move this offseason, sir. They really didn't. But they, they didn't make a move. Them. What they did was lost people. Well, their strong to- safety. The strong safety and their wide the receiver. Yeah. And they didn't go out and replace them. The strong safety was the most key component of that defense. He was the best player on that defense. And the fact that you do not even go out and try to replace him means there's a fucking hole right there in the middle of your defense. And I guarantee they get burnt multiple times this year. You guarantee it, huh? Guarantee it. And then receiver. Look, yes, they have a lot of speedy receivers, but not a lot of them could do what Tyreek Hill could do on the field. So you're now having to adjust your offense to to the fact that you do not have Tyreek Hill there. And I think Tyreek Hill benefits fully from being in a better, I mean, you would you say a better situation? In a better situation, a better offense per se, uh, my opinion, uh, at least with Coach McDaniel there. Not McDaniels. McDaniel. <laughs> I think him being in Miami is going to work out for the better. I think him him and Tua are going to be one of the best combinations. Him, Tua, Waddle, Cedric Wilson, and then you got Jacecki at receiver. You got some pretty good running backs. That, look, that offense is lethal. And everybody's hating on Tua. Everybody's hating on Tua. Calm your fucking tits. What's Let's see. This, this season is a prove-it year for Tua Tungavailoa. He's got the receipts. If you don't prove it this year with everything else that you've put around you, including help on the offensive line, then you, sir, do not need to be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Or be a starter in anywhere. Exactly. You You haven't earned it. You don't play with the heart that's needed. We might as well go back to having Marino. But Marino, look, Marino hasn't been there since 2000. They've been looking for a quarterback since Marino left. Absolutely. 
and they've tried everything. They tried bringing in other guys and stuff like that. It just it hasn't worked. Were you high on you were were you high on Tua when he was with Alabama? I was not. Um, I was not. I was actually more high on J- on Jalen Hurts. Uh, and then Hurts went to Oklahoma, proved himself over there. Now he's in Philly, and he's really good. Like exactly what I thought was going to happen. Hmm. Um, now there are uh, other. I want to talk about some other sports news real quick. Um, there are talks right now because look, Texas and Oklahoma are due to leave the Big Twelve. Yeah, get yeah, and become uh become the little sons of Alabama. Well, well, hold on. They they're talking in active talks right now to leave. They were supposed to leave in 2025, but the Big 12 will be adding four teams in 2024, I believe. It's either 24 or 23. It's either next season or the year after. They're adding four new teams. And I believe Texas and Oklahoma are trying to work their way to get out of the Big 12 faster. Because it doesn't make sense for them to be there. Say, okay, say if BYU, Houston, UCF, and um, Cincinnati come in in 2024, and Oklahoma and Texas are still there. That's 14 teams in the conference. Jeez. It doesn't make sense for those two teams who are already going to be there, be gone the next year for them to be there. They're working with the SEC. They're working with the Big 12 on getting pretty much out of there. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're going to have to pay an exit fee. They already knew that. They already knew everything that was going to happen. Now it's just a matter of can they get out faster? I think somehow, some way, they will find a way to get out of get out of the Big 12 faster. I think they'll end up leaving the same year those four teams are coming in. And as much as look, Texas and Oklahoma, as much as I hate to say it, they're like aligned at the hip. Are they they are they? They are when it comes to programs and football, they're aligned at the hip because when you talk about Oklahoma football, you cannot help but talk about Texas football. And you, when you talk about Texas football, you cannot help but talk about Oklahoma football and just their histories together. I mean, for crying out loud, the the Cotton Bowl Classic, not the the game that those two teams play against each other every year, the Red River rivalry, the shootout. Um, every year is one of the more anticipated games of the year because it's always down to the wire. You know, both sides absolutely despise each other. But at the same time, when it comes to historic significance, they both are up there in football history. No, I I hate to say it, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm not even trying to brag on Texas. I'm actually bragging on you. Oh, you... Is one of the more storied college football programs ever. Look, if we're going to talk, like, look, top program historically, mm-hmm. 
is Notre Dame. Like, numbers say Notre Dame. Stats say Notre Dame. Money says Notre Dame. But you also have teams like Bama, who has raised their stock over the last two decades. You have USC, you have UCLA, you have Michigan, you have Ohio State, you have Texas, you have Oklahoma. The powerful pro. When you talk about college football, you know who are the top names because they've always been there. And nothing really changes except where the money is coming in. Am I wrong? You're not. And I hate to be that person, but no matter, even if Texas and OU go into the SEC, the money's still going to be there. And it's going to benefit SEC in the long run. It's going to benefit them. The money is going to look even bigger. Now, depending on how they decide to split the divisions, I honestly... I would much rather see instead of like doing divisional play. Well, you could do divisional play through the year, but at the end of the year, I wish they would just like cut that division crap out of it and have the best two teams in the conference play against each other. Like I feel if Texas and OU join somehow, some way Alabama goes East, Hmm. at least when it comes to alignment, Alabama would be in the east, not the west. Right now, they are in the west of the SEC. That wouldn't work when you add Texas and OU. You know what I'm saying? On the on the west side, you would have like LSU, Texas A&M, Missouri, um, Texas OU, and I think some other teams. Like even oh, you could put Ole Miss and Mississippi State on the west side. But Alabama is right next to Georgia. Why would you put them in the West? It didn't make sense to me. I think it, it could benefit if you decide to keep the division games. Somehow, some way, I could see Texas and OU in a fucking SEC championship game. Oh my lord. Whenever I, I swear I could see one of those two teams in it. I could. But that's here, that's here or there. We just got to see what happens. In the long run, because that's a long time down the line. Like, hell, we have, we, we already had college football kick off. Week, week zero last weekend. This weekend is week one, officially week one of the college football season. And we have two huge matchups that are happening this weekend. And when I mean huge, I mean huge. Jeff. Mm-hmm. And none of them involve the University of Texas or the University of Oklahoma. I'm talking about number 11, Georgia, at home, facing. I'm not number 11, Georgia. Number number three, Georgia, at home, versus number 11, Oregon. Oh, that's going to be a good match. And then the main events of the weekend... Literally, the main event of the weekend is the number five Notre Dame Fighting Irish heading to Columbus to the Horseshoe 
to face Ohio State, number two in the country. We have a five versus two matchup first week of the season. You love to see it. And that's how I know football's back right there. You give us big matchups on the first weekend of the year. I believe this game's in Ohio. Uh, yeah, it's in Columbus. Now, where's the? I need to know where that Georgia game is happening because I don't think it's happening in Athens. Yeah, exactly what I thought. They're playing the Oregon um, Georgia game at the Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. In that beautiful stadium. I hate to say it, but that's a beautiful fucking stadium in Atlanta. I think Oregon will win that matchup. I somehow think I think Ohio State will win their matchup. But knowing Notre Dame, who knows? Also, Alabama plays Utah State. Clemson plays Georgia Tech. Uh, Baylor's playing a nobody in Albany University. Oklahoma's playing UTEP. Who cares? Um... Another good matchup for earlier in the day is uh, number 19, Arkansas at home versus the number 23-ranked Cincinnati Wildcats. Hey, that's a top 25 matchup early on in the year. You know? uh, and, and also the other game that I'm looking forward to is happening tomorrow. Um, it's Pittsburgh, number 17 in the country, versus West Virginia. They're playing the game at in Pittsburgh, but I want to watch. Look, here's the thing: I am such a fan of fucking uniforms in college football. Yeah, you follow them way too much. You this this game much. they have West Virginia's wearing this uniform. They're calling the Country Roads uniforms. Country, get it. Country road, take me home to uh, place I belong. Uh, West Virginia. So, the uniform literally has road maps on the uniform. So the helmet's white. That's kinda, not gonna lie, that sounds kind of cool. It's sick when you look at it. Okay, so the helmet um, is a white helmet with the state of West Virginia on it with the WV like mm-hmm. university logo in the middle. But if you look at the center stripe, mm-hmm. there's two wide ass yellow stripes with a blue stripe in the middle. And it's supposed to represent the roads. No. The ye- you know, yellow stripes on the roads and you got the blue in the middle, kind of like just filling the gap. But if you look at the blue, there's actually like maps of country roads in West Virginia on the helmet and then on the jersey it gets even more detailed because i believe wherever the blue is on the shoulders there's road maps of like i think it's a you see like highway uh 95 or i think it's either 95 or 75 Mm -hmm. going through west virginia on the map that's kind of on the shoulder on the shoulders i'm like yo that's sick it's it's one of the most like one of the more detailed uniforms but you would not notice it if you're watching the game on TV. Mm. And that's it's, it's, it's the sad part about it. It's just, yeah. And we'll see what happens. Um, now, when it comes to other sports and other things going on, 
There's not really much. There's not really much happening. You know, oh, besides uh, you know, Serena guys, winning yesterday. Yay! Good for her. She ain't retiring, is she? She's uh, apparently. I think she may be retiring after this year. Uh, it's. I mean, she's had a good Hall of Fame career. One of the greats in tennis. Gets people to gets people to watch tennis who really wouldn't watch in any any other way. Yeah, I honestly so, think her and her sister are the greatest women's tennis players of all time. Can't argue it. Um, and yes, they are the ones who led a movement for more urban communities to get into tennis. Uh, kind of like how Tiger Woods is the face of golf. You know, whenever, and getting whenever he's uh, relevant, people watch. Also, um, in October, there will be a new PGA Tour golf game from 2K, and Tiger Woods is on the cover. So, man, I miss Tiger Woods PGA Tour. No, but Tiger's on the cover of this one, and they're also even putting Michael Jordan in this game. Man, they're really trying to market to the casuals, exactly. Um, also, in other but, sports news, um, RJ Barrett is on an extension. Yeah, and making the um, the highest paid middle of the league backcourt, oh, middle of the league big three in the league. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It is the most money I have seen on wasted talent I have ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, I do not believe that Jalen Brunson is that much of a difference for what the Knicks. I don't believe... Um, Julius Randle is going to be in New York after this season. I do believe RJ Barrett is going to be worth the money. I just don't think the other two are going to help him. I think this is the most money wasted on three players in NBA history. Genuinely. Like, I am not holding back anymore. My dad, uh, the only reason I even hold back on the Knicks is because my dad is a diehard Knicks fan. And this, this, this is the worst shit I have ever seen. James Dolan, you need to let somebody take the reins, somebody else take the reins of this team or sell the fucking organization to somebody who's going to give a shit about the New York Knicks. Because guess what? Ever since you've been in charge of this team. Yes. Keep that in it. Let that let that rant. You have not done anything but hurt this organization. I am a Mavericks fan for crying out loud. And you see what Mark Cuban does? He's actually trying. I understand you only give a shit about your New York Rangers, sir. I understand that. Because guess what? They actually win hockey games. Big fucking whoop. Your fucking Madison Square Garden needs to sell. The New York Knicks. Sell the fucking team, Dolan. It doesn't make sense for you to drag, drag these Knicks fans who pay hard money because your tickets at your arena are the most expensive fucking NBA games in the entire league. For what? For fucking what? So you can... Stretch them on so you can ban a diehard fans from the arena so you can have the most mid product put on the court out of anywhere else in the league. It's mid. Your team 
is mid. Understand that. Jalen Brunson is a great player in a bad situation now. You hired his dad to be an assistant coach. Why? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. As much you want to know what did it for did it for Brunson? His performance against Utah. No, he had a great playoffs. That's because Tim Hardaway was injured. And he stepped Tim up. Hardaway left New York, came to Dallas, and proved himself. <laughs> yes, Tony. Yes. Knicks. Fans of the New York Knicks, trust me when I say your team is mid and you know it too. Oh, New York Knicks, we're going to rise up. We're going to rise up. Uh, no, no, no. They're not those kind of fans. That's only happens with the Knicks, the Yankees. They know how bad the Knicks are. They haven't won a title since 1973. Most of the fans of this team have, were not even born when the last time they won a champion. championship. I'm sorry, they weren't. And they understand, hey, we're rocking with a team that's not going to give us shit, so let's go over here and root for the Yankees, which they are going to give us something. Guess what? The Yankees do. They have 27 championships. The Knicks have one. Don't you just love it? (laughs) The Dallas Mavericks have a better chance of winning a championship this year. The Charlotte Hornets have a better chance of winning a championship this year. So wait, are New York Knicks fans basically Cowboy fans? No. They actually understand that they're going to be bad. Meanwhile, Cowboy fans are just sometimes delusional. It depends on which ones you talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but it's a topic for another day. What I have a question for you. What's, what do you have a better chance seeing before you die? The freaking Knicks winning a championship? Or the Jacksonville or any of the or the Detroit Lions winning a Super Bowl? Detroit. Detroit. You you think Detroit has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl before the New York Knicks win an NBA finals. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Even getting to the NBA finals. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. How about this? New York Knicks winning a playoff series or the Detroit Lions getting to the conference uh, championship? Oh, I think actually uh, I will say the Knicks on that one, but I just, no. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 hey, to all my Detroit Lions fans, I'm pulling for you this season because hard not to turn me into a fan of the Detroit Lions, but come on. Lions, you've suffered enough. But so, in other NBA news, we had a little tradey trade uh, that happened this past weekend. Um, Patrick Beverly was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, for well, Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. I mean, I like the trade because it does help defensively. Because let's be honest, defensively, the friggin' Lakers were garbage. Garbage. <laughs> To say the, that's the nice way of putting it, 
and Patrick Beverly is really known for his defensive play. But he's really, he's really known for being a pest. And uh, but my only question is, how is Russell Westbrook and Westbrook and Patrick Beverly going to coexist? So from what I've, I'm reading right here, Darvin Ham has actually spoke about this uh, this situation. Darvin Ham is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, he is saying he is already planning lineups to where Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook will be on the court together. Oh, and then also, I remember freaking uh, Patrick Beverly saying this on ESPN. He said if he went to the Lakers with the roster they're currently built, they go to conference finals. Yeah, I actually agree. Because you need to have, look, every team that I've known that's won in NBA Finals has a little defensive spark plug on their team. A, a person who will keep everyone else in line. <coughs> exactly. Um, Boston uh, in 08. Re- really, it was KG. But in my opinion, it was Tony Allen. With Dallas in uh, 2011, it was, Chice- it was Tyson Chandler. Mm-hmm. Bar none, Tyson Chandler. And with the Warriors this past season, it was, there was actually a multitude of people. Um, Draymond, I actually, Draymond, Dr- Draymond for sure is that guy. Uh, but it helps to have a guy like uh, GP two back there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there, and there's always some more uh, like examples. Um, like think about it, Andre Iguodala when the Warriors won their first championship was that guy. Iguodala. It just, you need a defensive spark like that. So I actually, I genuinely believe this team could get together and actually do some damage if they get along. Mm. If they get along. Now, that that, that is the big question though. Are they going to get along? Um, That will be something to look forward to. Um, also, um, another tennis thing, uh, Naomi Osaka was upset in the first round of the U.S. Open. Jeez, uh, all, the, all the big names. Uh... Uh, she hasn't really had a good last few years um, with, look, mental, I, with mental. a lot of mental, um, mental stuff going on. Um, you know, I understand. It's going to take some time for her to get back into that groove. Um, I, I I understand it. Like I really do. Um, in other NFL news, um, the Oakland, the well, Oakland, Jesus Christ, the Las Vegas Raiders released uh, their 2021 first round pick. Oh yeah, Alex Leatherwood. Here's the thing, though. Have now, you noticed the trend with the Raiders and their first round pick? Can we? Can I talk about this one real quick first? What? But this one's weird. So I understand the new people who are in charge of the the, the front office and that coaching, new coaching staff. This man started 18 games last year. Whether it was at offensive tackle, offensive guard, Alex Leatherwood started 18 games last year. Was he any good though? He was decent. He wasn't great, but he was decent. I mean, he's he was still a rookie out there on the field. So you think 
for him to be released so early, they're like, what's going on? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, what, what actually happened? And they're really just basing it on that. But now he has been picked up by the Chicago Bears in in a hole that they really desperately need help with. They need offensive line help for Justin Fields. And that might be a good pickup. We'll see. Maybe the change in, um, you know, change in scenery may improve his play. Uh, it, I've seen that happen for a few players. You know, I, let's see what happens. Uh, but yeah, with the other first round picks, uh, yeah, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, because it's a. Uh, Interesting stats. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's like Henry Rudd. Henry Rudd was a first round pick a couple years back. Look what happened with him. And then well, like, that draft in particular, there was two first round picks. Yeah, and they all where had- they both had legal troubles, and they both no longer are playing in the National Football League. Yeah, and then also the only hit they've had recently at num- at the first round pick, Josh Jacobs. Well, all the people from that 2019 draft back uh, draft class, mm-hmm. they didn't. They have not picked up the op. They've declined to pick up on the options on all three of those guys. So after the season, Josh Jacobs is a free agent. <laughs> wow. I don't know what's going on in Vegas. I genuinely don't. Um. But who who, who knows? Also, um. You know, we since we've been off uh, for the past week, uh, Brian Robinson, the running back for the Washington Commanders, was shot twice in the leg in an attempted robbery. Um, of I believe either his, it was his car or his house, one of the two, but he was shot in the leg twice. Mm. Luckily, he's okay. Uh, he's, he's already, already he's alive and he's recovering, right? Yeah, because the last time, if I remember, um, the last time I remember hearing about a shooting dealing with a Washington football player of any kind, uh, that person ended up being murdered in his yeah. home in Miami. Yeah. So, if, if anybody wants to know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Sean Taylor, one of the greats. One, uh, yeah, there's still. There's still remnants of his the way he played in today's NFL. Mm-hmm, no matter sure. what, he, he's always going to be that guy. He's always going to be the the Miami player that a lot of like secondary players look up to. Him sure. and him and Ed Reed for sure. Um, so I'm glad he's okay. Uh, also, um, this is a wild one. A former. Uh, lacrosse player who uh, was voted as the now listen listen to what I'm about to say Uh, who uh, Jared uh, Bernhardt who was voted I believe he was like the MVP of like the lacrosse league or something like that um, made the Atlanta Falcons made the 53 man roster oh no the Falcons I believe as a tight end either a tight end or receiver but he made the team. The best lacrosse player in the country is now a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, one problem at tight end, though. Uh, let's see. I think he's a receiver. 
to be honest with you. He's, he looks a little too small to be a tight end. Yeah, because they also have a tight end in Kyle Pitts. Also, we haven't talked about it yet. Let's talk about it. Um, since the last time we were on, also, um, Philadelphia Eagles have traded for uh, uh, safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It's going to be just fine. <laughs> Excuse me while I go shed some tears and go drown my sorrows in the be- and just alcohol. Don't he why? Because you guys wouldn't pay him. <laughs> because you guys wouldn't pay the man. They were at such an end. Okay, now, now that I got all my tears out of the way, um, let's be honest. They weren't going to pay him. When it comes to the Saints, they I realized with the play, watching the Saints and just follow the Saints for years, it's like, they have a number and they will they hardly ever budge on their numbers they don't mind just letting people go sometimes it bites them in the ass but previously they've let they let marcus williams go because he wanted so he wanted a lot of money and there was going to be some team that deserved it they let mark ingram walk and now he's back thank you thank you thank you so much welcome back but literally, but literally, CJ Gardner Johnson is what he wanted to be starting safe. He wanted to be like starting safety role, and he wanted starting safety buddy. I mean, well earned too. He's like he's earned it. He's like he's like one of the top. I would say he's one of the better nickel defenders. There's also that me like in terms of like in Rick, he was a pest. Like you yeah. said with the Patrick yeah. Beverly. He was a pest. He like he got. Remember in the Tampa Bay New Orleans game, no, he got he, he got, got into Brady's face. Yeah, he I got know. Into, he got into Brady's face, and we were just like, oh, as a player, as a person on your team, you want that on your team. You want a person to just be like talking all that noise and being a pest, and you're just glad you don't have to play him. But literally, I'm. If they the Saints knew. The moment, like it, they knew they weren't gonna resign him, so you might as well let you might as well trade and get something for him. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. it's like a fit. It's like a fifth, like low round pitch. But hey, it's something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I agree with that. So it's, it's at least something because like back, like they let Trey Hendrickson walk, they let Marcus Williams walk, didn't get anything in anything in return. At least with this trade, they got something. And also, yeah. and and then, like they said, the Saints in terms of corner depth, that's one of their that's one of their they're very deep in corners. Can I can I be very 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 the honest one, with you? Like but, in terms, of, like in the defensive side of the ball, the one weakness I look at is linebacker depth. Can I be very real with you with, uh, real quick? Oh, I, I appreciate it, honestly. I have a weird feeling um, that in the near future, Miss Benson, Miss Gail Benson, might step down, might sell the team. Will be trying to sell the team, and not just the New Orleans Saints. I believe she'll also. I also feel like she'll try to uh, sell the New Orleans Pelicans as well. 
Where's this coming from? If you don't mind. Um, it's just I have a weird feeling ever since uh, Mr. Benson died. Um, they've been trying to find ways of like saving money, but she's also, I think she would want to find somebody who would keep the saints in New Orleans because she doesn't want to sell to somebody who's going to move the team out of the city. Literally, the saints are now, now the Pelicans. I think she just wants to get rid of that because they're the attendance. Shit. It's it's one of the worst attendances in the uh, in the National Basketball Association. In, let's be I just no, feel like she's making money saving moves. Tony, let's be honest though, New Orleans, they it's all Saints. That's literally all they have. Let's be honest here. Yeah, and if like okay for basketball, I the, just the Pelicans it make just sense. Not, it's just out there. There's just, is there a market? Is there a if they advertise it better and they market it better? Maybe? Honestly, what I think they should do is if they do sell the Pelicans and they do not want to expand the National Basketball Association, which I believe in the next four to five years we'll have some kind of announcement of two expansion teams. Um, but if they don't expand, I feel like whoever sells it should think about moving the team to Seattle. Oh, Seattle is thirsty, literally thirsty for a basketball team. It would only be fair to the people of Seattle who dearly miss their supersonics. And look, and if you even try to name the team anything else other than the supersonics, you're out of your damn mind. And uh, like literally also the team can be bad but the Seattle, Seattle's a sports town. Let's be oh, honest. Oh, God, yes. They'll show up. They're like, they will show up, even if the team is bad at the beginning, to to support their to support their team. They'll show up and show out. They Absolutely. love they love their their sports. They love basketball up there too. I mean, think about the amount of basketball teams that like basketball players and league that, that have came out of the Seattle area. I mean, just think about recently um, Jamal Crawford has the crossover pro-am event that he has every year in Seattle. And he was able to bring out LeBron, Jason Tatum, Paolo Bancharo, um, Chet Holmgren, oh, uh, and a bunch of other guys. Isn't Chet? Uh, isn't wait, wait. Speaking of Chet, isn't he out for like the or is it? He's out for the season with a um, uh, injury to his foot, and I believe it was actually due to a play where LeBron was going up on him, which is like, oh shit. Good job. But just the fact that there was a line at least like two, three blocks long trying to get into that gym so they could see LeBron play basketball. Jeez. Because think about it. That might be the last time that LeBron James plays a game in Seattle. Huh. Period. Because he's not getting any younger. No. And like a lot of these guys that are playing the league now have never gotten a chance to play a game in Seattle. So I think it would be good for the league to get back into that market because it's growing again. They have a hockey team. They have a football team. They have a baseball team. We're missing one thing. A basketball. 
the basketball team. And here's the thing with the hockey team, with the with the Kraken. You heard what they did, right? What? So the old key arena uh-huh. was rebuilt inside. Like absolutely, they tore up everything in the inside. They oh. kept that. They kept that roof, and they redid everything in the inside to where it's a brand new arena. Very nice. It, and the and they're not. If the new Seattle NBA team would go there, they would not be the first basketball team to play in that arena. It mm. would be. It's clearly the Seattle Storm. Which, what's wild to me is here's how you know that Seattle NBA basketball is missed. The Storm are selling out every single game that they and, host. And let's, and let's be honest, not many WNBA uh, teams have that much marketability. Not even the Dallas. Not even the Dallas team is like oh. Like really, okay. the the only the teams that have marketability are like the Las Vegas Aces, um, the Los Angeles Sparks, the Chicago Sky, teams that have reasons to I, be good. The, the yeah. sporting market. Yeah, sporting I mean, market. you would and, think Dallas would you would think Dallas would advertise their women's uh, basketball team better. Better. Yeah, but Dallas is like Dallas is cowboy Cowboys, Mavs. Then Rangers. Let's be no, honest. no, 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 no. It's really not. Let's be real. It's it's Cowboys, then Rangers, then Mavericks, and in Texas basketball will always would, take a backseat. You, you think you really think the fact that the Rangers are more loved here than the Mavs? I do. I do. Uh, um, I and maybe that's a maybe that's a a. Uh, maybe that's a, a, and then also at the very bottom, uh, stars. Sorry, Garrett. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a weird place. Um, also looks like Tyler Smith, the rookie first round pick for the Dallas Cowboys out of the University of Tulsa, will be making his NFL starting debut against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers due to that, Tyron Smith being out with his injury. Have fun with that. Well, uh, look, to me, it also helps, you know, he's actually, he was learning a little bit, but he's having to step in because it's exactly what we drafted him to be, is to be the guy, the next guy up for Tyron Smith. Because um, Tyron Smith's injury prone. Yeah. You still think you're, but you still have your, he's like, it's a pretty big deal losing Tyron Smith. He ain't going to be back until December. Yeah. But O-line, how, like, O-line dead is... Hasn't it always kind of been like your problem? When you're it's been problem? it's been a problem since uh, where there was a season that we went thirteen and three, where our offensive line was healthy as hell throughout the entire season. Um, Which, when but in this situation, maybe it's good to have a local kid. Maybe it's good to have a local kid because he at least he knows the expectations of the area. You know, he 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 grew up. He went to North Crowley High School. He's from Fort Worth. He understands how big it is to like uh, the Dallas Cowboys standard is held to in the area. 
He understands it. So, in my opinion, he's the perfect guy to start. It's just we it's just more is he going to be good when he gets out there? Will he actually be able to cover Dak Prescott's ass so he doesn't get hurt? We don't have a backup quarterback right now because they uh, wanted to release those two and then put them both on the practice squad. Um, do they really need to be on the main? I think practice squad would do Cooper Rush and the other guy. Very- well, if they get hurt, if Pre- if Prescott gets hurt, they're not available. Yeah, and also we've learned: do we really want emergency quarterbacks? Because every team's got an emergency quarterback. I don't want to look like the Denver Broncos. I don't want to look. I don't want to look like the freaking Saints like last year when they had to, they had no choice but to start Ian Book and that. Yeah. And uh, did did you hear Ian Book got picked up by Philly? Philly's been busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's be on. Like let's be honest. Ian Book did not have a good camp. He he, he was terrible in preseason and just didn't work out. And also the Saints have like if they really have to, the emergency the emergency quarterback's gonna be Taysom Hill if they really have to. Is he healthy? As far as I know, yes. Okay, make sure. Make sure. Either either Taysom Hill or Camara. I take my chances, but they have a backup, a very solid backup at Andy Dalton. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. So, I mean, Andy Dalton, he looked good in the preseason, and I feel like if Javis Winston does go down, you could have Andy Dalton just run in and just everything will go smoothly. He knows the, he knows the system. He's a smart quarterback. This is true. I, I do agree with that. <clears throat> but as far as uh, sports talk this week, that is it. Um, next week, we will be back on Sunday for night. Our, our yeah, actually, hmm, mm, not this Sunday. Net, net Sunday. Next Sunday. Yeah. No. No, we need to do something before then because we have to do predictions. <laughs> We have to do predictions, so we will be back next week, uh, probably Wednesday again, uh, with more pro football talk, more NBA talk, and it will be our first prediction show of the year. Before we go, uh, kudos to two baseball players I want to give recognition to, Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols. Do you think he can do it? Oh, what? Pujols or yeah. Aaron? Pujols. I don't give a shit about Judge. I know you don't because you're a biased. Do you player. think Albert Pujols can get to 700 home runs before the end of the year? How many games does he have left? The full month. He's like at 694. 694. And he's been on a hot streak. It's gonna be close. I, I think, I want to say yes, but seven, like six more home runs. And I think home- he can. I think he can do it. <laughs> I genuinely think that 
Albert Pujols will join the 700 club before his last game. Before his last game in his last season with the team that he's always known is his team, the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, Jeff? Yeah, I have a question. Do... Do uh home run, do playoff home runs count? No, they do not. No, it's the only regular season. Only regular season. That's why I'm like, this has to happen before the end of the month of September. Come on, Pujols. How many home runs does Aaron Judge end the season with? He's, uh, at, 50, he's uh, at 51. Maybe 60. <laughs> he could do it. And. One last thing, Aaron Judge, does he stay a Yankee? No. I'm gonna I have said this on different platforms this year. Um, and I genuinely still believe this. I personally think that Aaron Judge will be a San Francisco Giant next season. In San Francisco. Now, ladies and gentlemen. That's all the time that we have. Follow us on our socials. All the links are going to be in the bio. Do you do you hear it? Do you hear the sound? It's almost, it's almost it's almost here, ladies and gentlemen. Do you hear it? All of our picks. And guess what? This year, Jeff, I I, I want to know if you're down for this. I'm listening. Okay, I'm gonna keep track of every week's picks. Ah, I'm gonna keep track of it now. Okay. The reason, the reason, is because I want to put a wager out. Oh no! And whoever has the better overall record, oh god, in picks at the end of the season, will get two hundred dollars from the other person. Nani? Would you be down for this? Are you including are you including uh certain other people? No, it's just me and you. Aww. So this is between me and you, sir. A hundred dollar wager, basically. Hundred dollar wager, yes, sir. But mm-hmm. whoever wins gets Actually, this is a... No, this is not a $100 wager. This is a $200 wager. Because it's coming from one source. Uh, I'll think about it on that. And I want your answer. Ladies and gentlemen, also, we are doing our fantasy football draft on Sunday. Or uh, Monday, yeah, actually. Monday, we're doing our fantasy football draft on Labor Day. And um, I want your answer by then. Yeah. And okay. then when we get on the podcast next Wednesday, I will announce if he has said yes or no or not. Oh, Lord. Now, my name is Tony Lopez. And the GOAT, Jeffrey Burtis. Signing out for the love of sports and football, bitches. We'll be back next week.